Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to the pod. We're so excited for today. It's a special episode. It's a big day. Because it's <laughs> our... 50th episode. It is the 50th episode, you guys. That's really crazy. We've been wow. doing this. I don't think we missed. I think maybe we missed one week for the holidays, and that's it. So it's been almost... Because we both had COVID. Oh, right. We both got COVID at the same time. So that was the only time since yeah. we started it like a year ago that we missed. So But we've been consistent queens since then and I feel like we deserve like a pat on our back because like (laughs) go us we're patting ourselves on the back you guys (laughs) we're on FaceTime watching ourselves I feel like a lot of people will try to start podcasts and they don't stick with it so I feel like this is a really big accomplishment for us yeah it's so cheers to that (laughs) cheers you guys cheers you guys to listening cheers to the people who have been listening all the episodes from the start cheers to you guys to the new girls and boys thanks for listening we're excited we appreciate you guys so much and obviously we couldn't do this without you guys because then we would literally be talking to ourselves and that would just be weird so anyway we love you guys so much (laughs) yeah we really do yay yay Yay, yay, yay. On to the next 50 and beyond. Yeah, cheers to the next 50, 100 episodes. Can't wait to see where we're at then. I'm oh sure everyone's going to be skyrocketing in growth. Yep. So mark it down what you're at right now. And then at <laughs> episode we'll 100, at 100. Let's, let's check, ladies. Okay. But anyways, I guess we can get into this episode. It's kind of like a refresh. We haven't done a refresh on pitching in a while, so we'll get into that. But first, we got to talk about our influence of the week. So what is yours? So since Coachella is officially over and that is now behind us, our next big adventure is Paris and I'm so freaking excited. So I've started researching and started saving even more inspo for Parisian style and outfits I want to wear and I just been so excited if I scroll on Instagram and see something I save it immediately if I'm on Pinterest save immediately and just really trying to plan out in my head right now what to wear and what to bring and how I want to bring obviously a lot of basics that I can rewear with different outfits and be comfortable and Mm -hmm. have that casual street style but still have that Parisian vibe and then plus like the few special pieces that I want to bring you know, to have those like special Parisian moments under the Eiffel Tower lights at night. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. So that's been what's currently inspiring me. And yeah, what about you? Okay, for me, well, (laughs) this past, wait, yeah, not this past weekend, but you know, Coachella weekend. Okay. Um, I literally got so many cowboy boots that I don't even know what to do with them. Literally all the colors. I'm s- honestly, they're beautiful, but I hope I can like find ways to keep wearing them, but I still have a post coming up for stagecoach this weekend. So if you guys are still 
like going to or if anyone is going to stagecoach um stay tuned for that but yeah I just have so many cowboy boots I feel like they're really cute though with blazers when we've been going to events lately I keep seeing girls wear like an oversized blazer and then cowboy boots that are like a different color and I just think it's so cute so yeah I have many cowboy boots on my (laughs) closet right now um it's taking up lots of room so I need to figure out what I'm gonna do with that but I don't know it's a vibe and it was fun to wear all weekend so I definitely think they're gonna stay for like summer like jean shorts like denim cutoffs and like crop top vibes blazers so cute or even just like a mini skirt so cute love that I've I've even seen them like tucked into baggy jeans or trousers and I feel like it's a cool vibe oh yeah super cute yeah that's mine love that okay so now we can jump into our episode which is a pitching refresh like I mentioned earlier but we're gonna go through like the pitching checklist what brands that you should be pitching and how to find them and good time to pitch and why saying no can actually be super beneficial so let's just kind of get into this pitching refresh so pretty much if you're self-managed meaning you don't have like any sort of management. Um, This is definitely something that's going to be necessary in order to make money on Instagram. It's kind of like your first step to monetizing your Instagram. And really, you can be at any level of Instagram and following (laughs) whatever you want to call it to do this. There's no like number requirement if you're new. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the main questions we get is like, oh, how many followers do you have to have to start Mm -hmm. pitching? And I just feel like, you know, in the current times, because this obviously was not the case when we started, but now we know girls, you know, with 5K who are pitching and making money. So honestly, yeah, honestly, it's just all about confidence when you are pitching yourself and just knowing what you deserve and how to pitch that brands will really see that and respect you. If you are putting out high quality content, then totally. Yeah, I think honestly, I feel like like you just said, anyone can be doing it now. You just have to it's all, it's truly all about the pitch. So usually I feel like tell me your thoughts if it's like 50 50 split on pitching and getting pitched by brands I definitely think it varies per person I would say average or in general that's true but obviously some months are going to be like brands are just going to be flooding your inbox and then other months are going to be slower with the incoming brands whereas like you should be pitching more those months yeah definitely I I don't know I was trying to think about it and like I have no idea like I'm it feels like it's 50 50 like I feel like yeah. we get emails and just as many emails as we get we're like pitching as well yeah um, we recently signed on to management so like we don't really do as much of this anymore but this is like a huge part of the whole influencer game like literally yeah. such a huge part so um yeah so really just like as many collaboration proposal opportunities whatever you want to call it that you get in you're also pitching yourself um and there's no like set amount that you should be pitching it's kind of obviously like whatever you want to put into it like how much you put into it is how much you get out of it with this whole 
influencer thing. So, which is nice because it's like yeah, if you're not doing totally. it full time, then you don't have to like have a lot of pressure on yourself to pitch. Yeah. And I remember for me before we signed on because our management took over all of pitching, so we don't do any pitching whatsoever. But mm-hmm. before that, I would try to stay consistent just because I feel like obviously when you pitch a brand, they can have a multitude of responses. It could be like, yes, we'd love to work with you. Or it could be like, mm-hmm. oh, we'd love to work with you next month. Or like, oh, we don't have budget right now. Like we'll follow up when we do. So it's like, even if you are pitching, the chances that like every single brand you pitch is going to have budget right away, like ready to work with you and pay you is very low. So I would always try to consistent and set a goal for myself. And whether that's, you know, pitch three brands a week or five brands a week, just to keep the like stream going, if that makes sense. Like if in your, when you're in sales, it's kind of like the same thing. You're constantly pitching because, you know, things are always moving and there's not always incoming so it's like if you're consistently Mm -hmm. reaching out then like maybe a brand that you reached out to two months ago reaches out to you now because they're like oh hey we actually have budget now and we're ready to do a collaboration but you put in that work two months ago and now it's finally coming to fruition so I think it's just good to be consistent and like continuous continuously looking for brands that you want to pitch and work with and I think it's good not to overdo it because you obviously want to track who you're reaching out to you want to personalize the email and we'll get into that and the ultimate goal is to build relationships to generate the long-term partnerships and so really focusing on your pitches when you are sending them out I think is really helpful yeah I feel like the consistency thing going back to that is really important because I feel like when I first started doing this full-time it's so hard to like create a sense of like structure for yourself and like routine and that's a really good way to do that like set a goal whatever it's going to be, like five a week, 10 a week, whatever you want. It's really cool Mm -hmm. in this industry too, because there's no cap to how many you, like how much money you can make and how many, you know, like collaborations you can have. That's all up to you. Obviously you don't want to stress yourself out, but like essentially like it is all up to you. So creating like some sort of like routine is really, really nice and helpful because if you don't get to those, like x amount of brands that you want to pitch that week you can be like okay this is on my to-do list for next week and you just like already know what's happening every week so that can be super helpful yeah and then too the once you can secure the long-term partnerships that it kind of takes like a small burden off your back because it's like you start the month already like with a dollar amount so you're not starting at zero so that really really helps and then it's like when those Mm long-term partnerships end it's kind of sad because you're like oh that was so nice to have so it's like you're always wanting to build the relationships and hopefully continue those partnerships if they are a good fit and if they were beneficial for the brand so I feel like that's pretty much like the ultimate goal is to have those long-term partnerships and with those genuine brands so yeah it is so nice like starting a month just knowing you're you're gonna make like a certain amount already yeah yeah Yeah, always the goal but with pitching I would say best practice is always to do it over email I don't think I've ever pitched a brand over dm unless they literally don't have an email listed in their like on their page or if they're a small brand maybe Um, those are the only times I'll ever pitch over DM, but that is so rare, like so, so, so rare, but I have DM to get the email and usually that always works. 
if they yeah. see it and respond, they'll give you the exact email to reach out to. Yeah, we definitely like to move the conversation over to email if a brand does pitch you just because I feel like DMs are they get lost so easily and I had this experience one time of this brand and it was just gifting, but this brand like said that if we did this gifted partnership, they would post me on their multiple accounts with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and yeah. so when I was going back through the DMs, I took a screenshot of that message and I went back and I was like, hey, like, when are you going to post me? Like, that was part of the agreement. I've posted on my end. I'm not kidding you. They went back and unsent <laughs> that message. And I was like, that is so sus, like, that is and so unprofessional. Sus. And I was like, uh, yeah, I literally called them out. I was like, what the heck? I have a like, screenshot. I was like, okay, I think one of the messages went missing. Here's the screenshot. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. And they, they totally agreed with it and then did it after the fact. But, like, if I hadn't hit screenshot it, then it wasn't there. And, like, so sus. literally so sus. So it's, like, always move the actual partnerships that are paid for sure over to email. That way you can get everything in writing. They can't unsend something. It's just, like, I feel like also more legit that way. Like, most brands will email you. So you just let them know, like, hey, like, would love to discuss, you know, this partnership opportunity is there an email I can reach out to you at or here's my email? I think it's good to get their email for you to email them because they might forget to email you. So it's good if you yeah. can like reach out first and be like, hey, we connected over DMs. You mentioned totally. this potential opportunity. I'd love to hear more as I think it's a good fit, you know, something like that, whatever. But always definitely email. Yeah, for sure. Ever email, since that happened I to me, I was when... like, wow. It's just like so not organized and like, if you're not someone who's super on top of their DMs, like, things will just get lost. Even if you are on top of your DMs, like, I was going to say, even lost. if you are, I feel like Instagram, like, moves messages around all the time. Like, I'll be DMing someone and then I'll go back to say something and, like, oh, the message same. is not there. And I'm like, what the heck? I also just, like, think it's more professional. Like, I don't like when brands like to try to coordinate things over DM. I'm just like, yeah. please just email me. But we'll go over, like, the pitching checklist of everything that, like, you should say in your pitches in a second. But before you pitch a brand, I feel like it's super important to support them genuinely. I feel like every so time that I do want to pitch a brand, like, I'll go through and engage with their content. Like, at minimum. If I want to follow them, like, follow them. That's, like, great brownie points, honestly. <laughs> Even if yeah. you need to, like, unfollow if they deny your collaboration but I definitely like to engage with their content beforehand yeah you totally same I feel like I feel like it does help I think it totally does because it comes off like it's the same thing when someone messages you on Instagram and is like oh my god I love your profile like blah 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 but then you go to their DM and like their profile and they're not following you at all and you're like right okay it's like literally the same thing like oh my gosh I love your brand so much like yeah not following you if it's never liked a photo I mean I do think it's beneficial like if I see a brand camp or collaboration come in and like it's in the negotiations I'll like follow them and go engage on the content just to like hopefully yeah. they'll see it I feel like sometimes they might not see it but the chances are that it could potentially help you then we'll like why not take that yeah, chance and then if totally. it doesn't work out then you can totally unfollow or whatever yeah definitely in other ways like you can genuinely authentically support the brand is obviously buying from them if you are mm -hmm. able to and it's like in your budget and you 
want to, of course, but that always helps. We've had collaborations come out of us just buying things from the site and then that turning into paid collaboration. I also feel like that's like a way of manifestation. Yeah, definitely. When you buy from a brand and then they reach out to you about a partnership. I think that's honestly even gifted too. I feel like I've seen some girls partner with some really cool big brands gifted like selkie yeah it's definitely that would be such a cool brand to work with but i know like some girls are working with them now and yeah i think all of them are like selkie lovers like they have actively purchased in the past posted with them and now they have a partnership Mm -hmm. which is really cool because they also have like fashion shows and on new york fashion week that look amazing and i'm sure like if you're working with them you'll probably get get invited yeah so (laughs) there's lots of benefits And I think, too, it's important to know that brands, not all brands, but a lot of brands do use a back-end software that shows them who is organically tagging them and talking about them and posting about them on social media. I've Usually, if I work with a brand and we meet in person, I I like to try to ask, like, oh, how did you find me? Um, Or how did you, you know, find my profile? And Mm -hmm. I've had multiple brands tell me that they, like, had a software and they could just see that I was posting about them. So that's That's really cool. cool. Um, Yeah, and it just kind of shows, like, the support. And then if you've heard of the website four.co, like, do you ever get those emails where it's like, oh, you're the top supporter or whatever of the brand for the month in this bracket because you've, like, mentioned a brand a certain amount of times. So Mm -hmm. they are definitely using a back-end software system that other brands i'm sure who are paying to be on their platform have access to so it's like if they're sending you out that little memo i'm sure the brand sees it as well so just something to think about when you are pitching and i think it obviously it comes super natural if it is a brand that's really authentic to you that you're shopping anyway so that's like really exciting when that like when everything aligns Totally. That's definitely a really good point. They're definitely seeing you guys when you're tagging them. Even if yeah. it's like little stories like my wish list this month. Anything yeah. To like or like favorites. Yeah. Or, yeah. Tag I feel like a lot of people with. have this like mindset of, oh, well, I'm not going to post about them because they're not paying me. And it's like, mm-hmm. I get it. But like also you're building the relationship and it Definitely. like it it doesn't it's hurt fun. to just show a little support that way when you do pitch them you have a really strong argument and you can say hey you know i think this would be a really good fit i posted you guys this is how well the post did this is how many sales i was able to drive through affiliate links with this item or a lot of people were damning me asking me about this like i'd love to partner together you know have a discount code help you guys drive sales blah 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 i feel like that really strengthens your pitch when you are reaching out because I do get it I feel like you know a lot of brands are like remember when that test post thing was a thing and that's obviously a no-no but like like it doesn't hurt to like tag the brand it doesn't have to be a dedicated post you know it could be one of those posts where you're tagging every brand that you're wearing so that it's not like fully dedicated but you're showing them like hey I love your stuff this is how I would style it you know, just to kind of put a little feeler out, I don't think that hurts. And I think it's totally okay to build the relationship that way. I don't like when people have that attitude of like, well, you're not paying me, so I'm not posting. Like if you organically love it, then like you're going to post it anyway. Exactly. 
I feel like it's just like oh, that's so that's like a the hot best take. Kind of, that's the best. Honestly, that's the best way to pitch a brand if you're not working with them in a paid like capacity yet. Yeah, just like showing them like this is how my post with you guys performed. Like, would love to post again with you dedicated and partnership yeah exactly (laughs) that's a really good way to put it so keep that yeah that might be a hot take but that's just i I feel like that's worked for both of us like super authentic yeah that's just it is what it is but yeah yeah let's move into the pitching checklist i feel like this is probably going to be the most popular part of the episode because Mm -hmm. I feel like people are always like oh well what do you say in your email how do you pitch a brand you know what I mean so we're obviously spilling the tea because we want to help you guys out and this information was not available to us when we started back in the day it feels like I would have paid for this like absolutely would have paid for this information I had no idea what I was doing at first so hopefully this helped help someone I'm sure it will but um yeah, okay, so pitching checklist of pretty much everything you include in a pitch email. So subject line, usually we just do like the brand name, X, your name, or vice versa. Um, do you put your, I think we've talked about this before, do you put your username or do you put your actual name? So I'll do brand X and then I'll put my name and then I'll put my handle after. Okay, gotcha. So it'll That's be like good. brand name X Alyssa at Fashionably Serve. Yeah. Okay, also real quick, I want to know your thoughts and I want other people okay. to share too. Okay. I feel like so many people are changing their handles to their real names lately and it's really mm-hmm. getting to me. But like I know we've talked about <laughs> keeping yeah. our handles our handles because that's like our brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that ever keep you up? at night honestly no I'm surprised I remember when I changed my name I was going into a different tangent I remember when I changed my name and I was like oh my god I'm gonna regret this decision and I never did like and I've never like thought twice about it honestly I mean yeah I do see it but I don't know I just like love I just love her that she sounds what like I think it's so cutie but I might maybe I'll change it like eventually but I don't know I feel like right now I'm not it's not keeping me up at night because it's but, kind of keeping me up at night but like I don't know <laughs> obviously so know. torn let me know your guys's thoughts maybe I'll do a poll but I don't know yeah. I don't know why it's been you know sitting heavy I could see that lately I, I could see the change for you honestly but because Just I feel like, like I don't you're know, mine so is, far I, from yours is yeah. like so far from like the surfs. Because when Alyssa first started, <laughs> she was very beachy vibes and beachy so, like boho vibes. Yeah. And so, so I just like obviously that's where I came from. So I love that part. But right, that makes sense. Like right now, I'm like that doesn't really describe me right now. That makes sense. I could see why that could be keeping you up. I could see you as just Alyssa Larson, honestly. Yeah. But it's so cute. And, like, I do love how you've branded But then everything. I love having, like, a little like a, name. Like an online, like, character. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know. 
Let me know your guys' thoughts. Obviously, I'm not going to make any impulse decisions or nothing is going to change drastically, but I feel like I keep going on Instagram and every day I see someone like really? change their name. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah, it's I think, I think me out. <laughs> we absolutely were in a time where like people had different names like, yeah. for a long time. Um. But now, yeah, I feel like a lot of people do just have their names. So I don't know. We'll think about it. Okay. Just, I just had to put that out there. And I want you guys to please, if you are listening to this episode, DM me your thoughts. Like if I <laughs> were to change my name, would that throw you off or would you love it? I just want to know what the people think. Yeah. You know? Okay. Anyways. Give feedback. That's so the subject anyways, line. Yeah, that's the subject line. And that was Do you put your name or your handle or both? I put my handle so people know who it is, if that makes sense. Like, I yeah. feel like if they've, like, seen me, like, at some point, like, you know, if they've seen me tag their brand or, like, if they've seen me on Instagram, like, I want them to, like, immediately know, like, okay, this is, like, this girl who's emailing us because I get nervous that they get so many name emails that they aren't prioritizing certain ones and maybe like I don't know maybe if I fit their vibe really well and they're like specifically looking for something that I would really fit like they'll see my email and be like oh like she would be perfect for this and we know who she is so like let me open this if that makes sense so I always put my username and then I think that's right because in the email you like sign your name so it's very obvious right who you are yeah exactly and I usually do it at as like at she styled what x the brand because like obviously in my head i'm like obviously they know it's their brand so i want them to see my name your first. name first yeah um i so feel like either way like you could just feel it out and see what you want to do i don't think there's a right or wrong answer just yeah, go with what you really think not. is best i feel like sometimes i switch it up all the time because i just don't yeah. even know i feel like but. just do not put as a subject line like collaboration or partnership like Make it a little personalized. Like, you know, you want to put yeah. your name X, the brand. Or you want to put your name X, spring collaboration. Like, sometimes I'll do that. Or, like, spring partnership. Like, something specific. Like, um, I don't know. What's, like, something specific for summer? Like, just, like, Coachella partnership. Something specific. You like, know? like you had the brand in mind for a specific idea. Even, like, a So, it's, like, the brand trip. knows you're thinking about them and it's not just like a general like hey let's work together because I saw you pay a bunch of creators and I know you pay yeah I feel like it's really nice when it's like personalized like you have a vision and yeah they'll see that vision too and be like oh this is actually like a really good idea like we would love a summer partnership or we would love like vacation content to wherever you're going Mm -hmm. you know um okay so that's the subject line for the body of the email we usually just do like a short like elevator pitch as the intro and Um, when we mean short we mean mm -hmm. short do not write a big paragraph about this like you have to remember that these brand reps are getting so many emails a day you have a couple seconds to grab their attention literally one to two maybe three sentences talking about who you are i would say 
Yeah, they definitely are not going to read like a full paragraph about who you Mm -hmm. are and your background. So just keep that in mind. I would say like the shorter the pitch email, like honestly, the better. I remember when I first started, I literally was unhinged. I would send (laughs) like a three paragraph pitch about like me, like the first paragraph. The second paragraph was like why I wanted to work together. And then the third paragraph would be like our vision, which is fine or my vision, but which is fine. But like it was so long that... I don't even remember what my success rate was. Like, I truly, yeah. I mean, at this point, I was, like, pretty small. And, like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I don't think I was even, like, yeah. making much money from it. But I would say for sure the shorter the better, okay? These, I think these girlies the other are not going to be the, reading. Yeah, the other parts of the email are definitely more important. So, mm-hmm. so the next yeah. paragraph then is I think this is really important to kind of add in is why you love the brand and why you would be a good fit because that way it shows why the partnership is going to work and obviously brands are focused on ROI and if you don't know what that stands for that's return on investment so if they're going to invest into you what are you going to do for them and obviously I feel like driving sales is the most important thing it just depends on the campaign and what the brand wants whether that's exposure if it's a new launch or they want sales or they want discount code used a certain amount of times like sharing why you love the brand and why you're a good fit I think really kind of helps your case and I think too when you are writing this email I feel like I learned this in business school, Um, but Mm -hmm. I think it's good to literally break it up into paragraphs and make it easy to read. Sometimes people will be like, oh, can you help me with my pitch email? And they send one large paragraph with all the information in it. And I'm like, my eyes don't want to read this. Like, I'm totally going to skip it because I don't care. I don't have time. So, yeah, like when we say paragraphs, like actually break these into paragraphs. Yeah. If that makes sense. But. Agreed. And then, so that's like, when we say paragraphs, we say that very loosely. We're meaning it's a break. Like sentence. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a break in the, you know, like yeah. you press enter. Um, so we also suggest sharing your strongest stats that are also like very relevant to the campaign. So, yes, you know. Really, if your female stats are very high, I would definitely share those. I feel like that is the most important stat on it, kind of, like, regarding demographic that brands look for because they know, like, females are the big purchasers and also a lot of the brands that you're probably going to be pitching is looking for a female audience, Mm -hmm. Um, if it's, like, fashion, lifestyle, skincare related. So that, I feel like... Um, I like to do like my impressions and reach, like 30 days impressions and reach. Yeah. Do 30 days over seven days because 30 days is obviously higher because it's a longer amount of time and those numbers are going to be bigger. So definitely that. Yeah. Yeah. And if they want to see seven days, they'll ask for it. But but in this email, like you want to be sharing your strongest stats, whatever that may be. Like maybe that's high story views. And maybe if that's not the female ratio, Mm -hmm. then don't share the female ratio unless they ask for it. Like you really want to impress them in this initial email. What do you think is a good um, percentage for women that people should share or if they should leave it off? I think above ideally above 80 percent female is great i would say 75 yeah and up is also good too too. yeah i think that's more realistic honestly yeah 
yeah no and I think it's totally doable you guys I remember when I started I had like 65 percent female ratio I don't know why I've never posted Mm -hmm. for men you know what I mean but I just obviously when you start you don't know to block men or not like you don't want that you just like we just didn't know so Mm -hmm. but now I've gotten mine up to 85 percent so I'm like really proud of that yeah that's so great so I feel like yeah totally anything over 75 I feel like is worth sharing anything over 80 I feel like is really good if you have 90 percent or more like that's absolutely amazing and share that too but Mm -hmm. also engagement rate as well I feel like is really really important um yeah I I never brands always want that number I never know exactly how to calculate it so like I've been sharing my likes so I feel like I don't know if this was a thing that you used to be able to sort by maybe it was and I just never saw it but like you can sort by likes now and I feel like a brand can get your engagement rate Wait, pretty easily in, if you do in your insights. In analytics? Yeah, like, it, you know, when you're doing oh, past Oh, like, days, ha- most liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I will send, like, my likes 30 days and then my impressions and reach 30 days. That's kind of a lot, but um, I don't know. I just, like, never know what to say for engagement rate. Like, I don't... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I think there's a formula. I feel like I just log on to, like, random platforms that calculate it for you. I guess, yeah, that's that's an option, too. But um, I actually... Yeah, I actually started a Google Drive of my insights, and it's been so easy just to send to brands that way. So that's also a really, really good idea. Like, put your strongest stats in a Google Drive and then just link it in the email and say, like, please see, like, my stats here um, to get a better idea of my profile and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think that's super easy. And I think, too, for formatting your stats, like, you want to make it very quick and easy to read. So, yes, when we are pitching brands, it's obviously important what we're saying, but I personally believe the format of the email is important, too, because the easier it is to read, I think the more success you're going to have. So, when you are doing your stats, like, I like to do bullet points and not, like, one long sentence or line that has everything right after each other. So, it's, like, bullet point for each stat. So, if you're going to do engagement rate, stat impressions 30 days stat reach you know stat women percentage stat and that way it's like right there so it's like even if they don't even read the elevator pitch they don't read why you love the brand their eyes can go directly to those numbers and a lot of brands are gonna go based off those numbers so if you are sharing your strongest numbers then They'll be like, oh, wow, her engagement is good or her reach is good or her female audience is good. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for. I feel like that's a really good way to catch their eye, especially if, like, it's a brand that, like, a lot of people want to work with right now. 
Yeah, so that's just kind of a little that's tip good, yeah. on formatting that for sure. And then I think, you know, the closing statement, I think it's so important to just thank them for their time because obviously they're busy and mm-hmm. I think manners go a long way. So it's, you know, totally. thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to hearing back. Whatever you want to close with, I always think I Very always want to say thank you. Yeah. Like literally like thank you so much. Um, yeah, Please let me know if you have back. any questions. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to hearing back. And like yeah, boom. That's super, all you really easy. need to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things you can put in the email to like stand out, make it more personal if this is a brand you really want to work with or if you just like have extra time. I feel like making a mood board is really good. Mm-hmm. Showing them your vision. Um like talking about specific products or like deliver deliverables that you have in mind like and your vision you know like if you want to do like a picnic reels with x y and z of their products and you're going to showcase it this way and you know like making it super specific I think is really good but again in a very short condensed way just like two sentences or something about your vision but yeah and if you have if you have similar work that you've done, you can also attach it, especially mm-hmm. if it performed well. You could be like, I'd really love to create a reel similar to this one that I created before. Uh, my audience responded really well to it. it. It hit the explore page and had really good mm-hmm. reach. So I'd love to do something similar for your brand. I think they would appreciate that too. Um there's always like attaching your media kit. I feel like it's personal preference. Like it's kind of like a ba- finding that balance. It's like you don't want to give them too much because like what if they see something they don't like and they're just like next, but you want to give them enough. So I feel like for me, I kind of stopped sending my media kit and mm-hmm. only sent it once they asked for it because I didn't want to overwhelm the brand with too much information. But I know some people love to send it with their pitch email. So I definitely think it's personal preference and how much you're trying to impress the brand. And like if you're doing your mood board too, like you can always mention that in your email. I've attached a mood board with a creative concept that I came up with that I'm really excited about. Yeah. If you have time, I'd love if you'd look it over, things like that. So it's like you don't want to be doing too many things. So I just feel like it's all about finding balance when you are creating this email. And that's why it's like you are not when you're pitching, you're not just sending out generic pitches like these pitch emails take a good amount of time to construct and put together. So I would like dedicate a day to okay, this is gonna be my pitch day because it does take a long time. It does take a while. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're kind of curious of like how long this usually takes, like we would usually have a full like pitch day dedicated during like our admin week. And I feel like, too, it's more efficient that way because then your brain is in the mindset of pitching and you don't have to, like, go in and out of focus, like, every day here and there. It's like, okay, I'm pitching. I can, like, a lot – some of the paragraphs might be very similar, but then obviously – like, your stats. Obviously, that's a copy and paste because your stats Mm -hmm. aren't changing. But it's, like, when you're talking about the brand or, like, creating your mood board or anything like that, that's when it gets really personalized. So – and, you know, those things do take time, but it's obviously worth it to show the brand. Definitely. And then you end with your email signature. I feel like it's very important to have an email signature. I think it makes you look very professional Profesh. and put together. Mm. Yeah. So ours, I don't, I think there's a template, honestly. There's probably one on Canva, I feel like. Yeah. 
I forget where I made mine, but we have like a circle or like whatever you like your photo and then Mm -hmm. a line. (laughs) I hope this makes sense. Like a horizontal line and then your full name, like content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call yourself. I think I have content creator and then links to your Instagram and what other what other platforms you use so like instagram tiktok pinterest youtube whatever you use that you want the brand to potentially see yeah i think it's so so important to make it as easy for the brand as possible again they're all very busy they're getting a ton of pitches they don't have time to go find you on instagram so it's like you need to make it so they can just click and find you so also in my intro when i'm introing myself I'll say you know hi my name is Alyssa um you can find my Instagram here and then I will link it to the word here that way they can click it and that'll take you directly to my Instagram page right there so if they are reading the email they can just click it immediately boom they can check it out see if it's a good fit or not and if they think I am a good fit then maybe they'll read my stats next and then also, like you said, in the signature, if it's linked there too, it's like if they have any questions about what platforms you're on, it's like, boom, all in the signature, yeah. all linked. That way, when they click it, it's just taken right to your platform and they can see exactly what you're doing on each platform. And if you're a good fit for a potential campaign, because another really cool thing you can do is create a bundle package. So if you are on multiple platforms, which we highly recommend, you could bundle, you know, Instagram posts, Instagram reels, TikToks, and YouTube or whatever. And that can make the, obviously the payment bigger if you are reaching on more platforms. So... I think at the end of the day, you just want to make it super easy, clean, and crisp for them so that they aren't just going to like scroll over it and delete and move on. Yeah. So this is our little formula for the pitch email. Everyone's different, but I feel like we've seen success with this and Mm -hmm. have talked to other creators and this is kind of similar to what they do as well. So that was kind of like the pitching checklist and I guess now we're going to talk a little bit about like what brands you should be pitching and how to find them. So first and foremost, you obviously want to make sure that you're working with brands that are very authentic to your brand um, because building trust with your audience is super important. So for example... I feel like we've all been there. We've all been there and taken that one campaign that we should not have done and posted it and we realized things that that it was not a good fit. So we've all been there. It's fine. Like, I feel like the best, the quickest example that comes to mind is if you are vegan or, you know, have any sort of dietary restriction and you take on a campaign that is about milk or dairy, you know, that is very obvious that you're just in it for the check. And I think that really destroys your trust with your audience. So like for me, I don't drink coffee And I have a lot of coffee brands for whatever reason pitch me, but it's like I don't drink coffee so I don't do them because I feel like that's so inauthentic because I don't like coffee and I don't drink it. So it would just be weird to me personally to post about coffee. I mean to other people they might not see it as like a big deal, but Mm-hmm. And if someone was like, oh, was that coffee really good? Like, how would you compare it to Starbucks coffee? Or how would you compare it to this? 
I literally would have no idea and I would feel like such a fraud because I just I don't drink coffee so I wouldn't know mm-hmm. and then I would feel like a liar like <laughs> answering them you know what I mean and I hate yeah that. like your so answer like, is oh yeah actually it. I don't drink coffee or even if you do take on the campaign you're like oh this is fine like whatever obviously down the road I feel like if you start talking on your stories like oh yeah I never drink milk or I am vegan. Like, people are going to be like, okay, but you literally just did a campaign. Yeah. People see right through that. Yeah. A hundred percent. People really do see that. So it's very important to be authentic to your brand. And I never really understood what people meant by that. I was like, okay, you're lucky that you can be picky and choosy or whatever. But it it is just so important. Yeah. I feel like now that there's, like, so many opportunities everywhere, it's it's not worth – losing the trust of your audience or just Mm -hmm. taking it for the paycheck you will have plenty of other opportunities so just don't do it I did it one time and I felt so terrible I was like that was so (laughs) dumb that was the dumbest thing I've ever done and I'm never doing that again so just don't do it remember which one you're talking about oh I'll tell you guys it's okay I'll tell you it's like a funny (laughs) story okay so okay it's so cringy talking about it it's so embarrassing okay so I don't know why I did this but I felt so terrible after and it was so stupid okay so it was this dating app brand I can't even remember I think it was was it hinge no it might have been wait was it the one you met Andrew on so I met Andrew on Bumble, but I was like, I could do oh. a dating app because I met him on a dating app. So I can okay. relate to the dating app storyline. You know, I get it. Like gotcha. I did it. Yeah. But for some reason, when I was doing the campaign, I was like, I filmed it as like, hey guys, I'm getting ready to go on a date. Like, but I didn't, oh. but I wasn't like, I oh, I met my boyfriend on this, on an app and now we're going on a date. I made it sound like oh, use this app. It's really cool. This is how it works. Like, I'm going on a date tonight. And I had so many people message me and be like, oh my God, did you and your boyfriend break up? Like, oh, I (laughs) thought you had a boyfriend. And I was like, oh my gosh, that just went so wrong. I thought in my head for whatever reason it was going to work. But then people were like, oh, I thought you had a boyfriend. And I was like, I do. And they're like, so why are you on a dating app? And I was like, yeah I should have just like like, totally (laughs) told the brand and just been like hey I have a boyfriend but I did meet him on a dating app so I can relate to the story so I would love to do a creative concept with that in mind and you know be Mm -hmm. like hey like this is how the dating app works this is how I found my boyfriend like we're going on a date tonight and like this wouldn't be happening if I didn't use the app instead of like pretending I was going on a date I, oh gosh, I don't, I don't even remember this, but that's a really good idea. But it's like, like good, so um, ingrained example. in my head because it just really, oh, it was so cringy. I just, oh, such a good when learning was lesson. Was that I like 20... can't even remember. 2019, 2020? I don't even know. I actually don't even remember that, but that's a good example. So, yeah, just <laughs> Like if you're that. in a relationship, don't take the dating app. Um, or like make sure it's okay collab. that like they know you like your obvi- audience way. knows you have a boy exactly like you just have to obviously do it right and I just did it so wrong but that's okay I feel like it could you been live worse. and you learn you know yeah definitely <laughs> so yeah be authentic okay <laughs> okay um so for finding the brands to pitch and who to pitch I feel like it's really helpful looking at what other girls are 
or who they're working with that are very similar to you in the same niche in the same kind of following range or engagement range and seeing who they're collaborating with because most likely these brands will want to collaborate with you if you are pretty similar to them because clearly like this is their target influencer to tell their story Mm -hmm. for the brand so definitely like see who girls are collaborating with who's on their page because you know it's all about collaboration over competition i feel like people should be i feel like say that louder for the people in the back because yeah like don't gate on this train here and i don't we are not gatekeeping on this we are clearly not gatekeepers yeah we are literally like opening the gates that that were close to us No, no. <laughs> the gates were closed to us and we forced them open and we're letting we everyone in, okay? We're letting everyone in. So I feel like it's really helpful. I even do this sometimes. Like, I'll go through, like, oh, love this girl, love her vibe. Like, I feel like we're super similar. Let me see who she's collaborating with. And then I'll go through and save, like, her whatever whoever I'm looking at, like, their sponsored post just in case, like, I'm going to have, like, a full pitch day. Mm-hmm. And that that has been super helpful, honestly. And um, you can even, like, ask them for the contact. But I would make sure that you're, like, kind of friends with them or, like, close-ish to them. If or not, you can ask them the how they got the contact. Because if they're like, oh, I found it on Google. I found it on LinkedIn. I found it. I just DM'd to the brand. And you can be like, oh, great, thanks. And then I feel like if they are really nice and they want to share then they will share it with you if you ask. But it's like, that's a safe way to ask without being too much or, you know, crossing that boundary, if that makes sense. Like if people are comfortable sharing, which is fine. It's kind of touchy. Another thing that can be touchy is, so if you do get that brand to respond to you or if they come to you first and they're pitching you their rate, if you want to know what a different girl got paid but not necessarily ask. I think a really, really good safe way to ask is, did this brand pay your rate? Because then it's up to her or whoever, Mm -hmm. him or her, to say, yeah, they paid my rate. Or they can be like, no, like they actually lowballed me. And you can kind of get an idea of like where you stand. Because I feel like it's kind of off-putting when you're like, what did this brand pay you? If you're not really close, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Some people can be kind of touchy with that. And I feel like, too, sometimes it's in contracts where people just legally cannot share because you sign the contracts that Mm -hmm. say you're not allowed to share that information. So you can definitely ask, like, did they pay your rates? Did they pay above your rates? Like, are you happy with the rate they paid you? Exactly. Like, that's, I feel like, a totally okay question to ask. And I feel like I would answer that question to anyone who asked me that. Same. Because you can be like, oh my god, girl. Yeah, they paid more than I wanted. Yeah, they paid really well. Like, like pitch higher. Yeah. Or they were really low. Because it helps you out. It helps you out in the industry because you're like, oh my god, okay. I feel like we believe in good karma. So it's like one day you might need to know some information. So when you go and ask someone else for the information, you know, hopefully they'll be open with you. So it's like you mm-hmm. want to be open with others. I don't know. That's just the mindset we have on these things. And I feel like it's done well. So that's – we just keep doing that. Yeah. Honestly, this industry is crazy. Like you never know where someone's going to be in the next like month, okay? Literally. You never want to burn a bridge and you just want to be nice. Honestly, mm-hmm. just be nice in this industry and it'll get you very far and make sure it's authentic, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah. 
I think that's pretty much it for that. Definitely like have that album ready to go. I feel like that's really helpful with who. Yeah, just quickly saving things and that way you can go refer to that when you have no idea who you should be pitching. Yeah. Okay, want to get into what good times to pitch? Yeah. I feel like this is like kind of tricky, but it's like if you can get on the right schedule with brands, it helps out. Or sometimes brands will be like, oh, well, we're full this month. Reach out for next month. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to wait till it's next month. Like you want to pitch before because they're obviously going to fill up the roster before the month begins to start that actual month. So I think near the end of the month for the next month is really good. And honestly, I would say like two weeks before the end of the month. So halfway through. Yeah. The month Definitely. for the next month, if that makes sense, just to get on the brand's radar. Sometimes it takes a couple days for them to respond. That way your email is there. Your name is top of mind. And then same thing kind of near the end of the quarter when budget is getting refreshed for the next quarter, um, reaching out then. And then I think another big one is once you've finished a campaign and if it was successful in yours and the brand's eyes, ask if they're interested in working together again the next month. I feel like we learned this about being very specific when asking and not just being like, oh, I'd love to work together again because that leaves it very open-ended and the brand can just be like, oh yeah, sure. Like we'll keep you in mind. Like if you're specific in asking and be like, I'd love to work together on next month's campaign Mm -hmm. then they can be like oh yeah we'd love to add you to that or they can be like oh we're actually filled up for next month but would love to do the following month that way you can follow up you know two weeks out from the new month if that makes sense yeah and I feel like it encourages them to check actually their schedule or their whatever it is if they're actually or not for that month because if you're just like oh, let me know if you'd like to work together again in the future. Like, they'll be like, okay, move on to the next email. But if you're asking them a specific question, they'll literally go back and check because, like, what are they going to do? Ignore your question. So I feel like that's just – that has been a game changer outwardly asking about a specific time period to collaborate again. Yeah, and I think it's important to, you know, put it out there that you want to continue the relationship. Maybe the brand just doesn't know and they're just, they're not going to assume. Again, it's making things easy for the brand and, you know, putting yourself out out there. I'm a huge believer in you don't get what you don't ask for. So it doesn't, like the worst they're going to say is no. And at the end of the day, you're not losing anything because you didn't have the next collaboration confirmed. You know what I mean? But you stand to gain a lot. If they say yes, then you get another campaign with them and you're building the relationship at the same time. So you just can't wait for opportunities to fall in your lap. And I feel like some girls that might just happen. Like their inboxes just might be totally completely full. And like, that's amazing and great for them. But that's not how it works for everyone. And it's just like, so important to consistently just follow up to stay top of mind and just keep pitching until you get a hard no. I feel like I some brands like don't respond for months and I'm not exaggerating when I say months but I will follow up consistently each month just say hey just wanted to check in and follow up um just to stay top of mind and I feel like I will I literally have this mindset that I will keep doing that until a brand tells me no because a lot of times for whatever reason brands just like don't say no so I'm like I guess I'll just keep asking until they give me a hard no and I feel like it's a good mindset 
I feel like I've never gotten like a hard no or a brand is like, no, we don't want to work with you. I wish they would say that yeah. because then I could stop following up. But if they're not going to say no, have, then I'm just going to keep gonna, going. They never want to like burn a bridge. So I guess yeah. might as well I mean, I, I feel like some brands have said, you know, at this time, like we're not aligned. Right. Which You're is right. totally fine. I respect that. I actually really appreciate that because then I'm like, okay, great. But another tip for you guys is I've mentioned this before too, is I have the plugin for Gmail. It's called Streak. It's like a CRM plugin and it's for sales and sales funnels, but I literally just use it to see if someone's read the email. And that way I feel like it gives you confidence when you're following up. Like it's not to be sneaky or anything like that. It's just like if they haven't read the email, then you know like maybe I have the wrong email or maybe I should Mm -hmm. reach out to someone else or maybe I'll follow up a few more times just to see. But if it's like six months and they still haven't read it, then you're like, okay, try a new email. But then on the other side, if they do read the email, then you know you at least have some sort of like contact there and they're seeing it so it's like you just want to keep following up until they respond and it just like I feel like it can be so hard sometimes because like you could email them and they could open it and be running off to a meeting and completely forget by the time they come back but it's like they've already opened it and they already have so much on their mind they're not going to remember your initial pitch email so it's like if you follow up again in a month they'll be like oh my gosh yeah I totally forgot to respond like we really want to work with you and I feel like on the other end of that, like as a content creator, I feel like when brands follow up with me, like sometimes that happens. I literally open the email and then I forget and then they follow up with me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I totally forgot about this, but I wanted to respond to this email. So like, thank you mm-hmm. for the follow-up. So I feel like it goes both ways, but streak for Gmail is like a lifesaver for me. I feel like it gives me confidence when I'm following up and responding just so I know a little bit more about the situation. So yeah that's just a little yeah, tip for good, you guys if you use gmail plugin. i feel like also just keeping a reminder list is important or will be helpful because i yeah. literally forget every brand that i email or pitch or whatever like i will not remember yeah. them the next week so just keep a note that'll be yeah helpful. i have like a google spreadsheet or something that's like a pitching list that anytime i send a pitch i just write the brand's name down really quick and like we'll write out you some notes or the outcome probably. or whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, okay, next and last little segment of this episode, we're going to talk about like how saying no, it can actually be super beneficial and benefit you. Um, so specifically talking about lowball opportunities I think we've learned recently because obviously, you know, in this industry, it's easy to say, okay, but like X amount is actually really good. I'm just doing stories, like whatever. But I don't know. Now we're in the mindset when you shift in mindsets that mm-hmm. we should not be accepting anything that we don't energetically align with because mm-hmm. that's only going to bring you down and we want to be up, up energetically. And I don't know. With us doing this, we feel that a lot of higher, bigger, more money opportunities have come to us once we started saying no and letting go of the things that don't serve us or are not aligned with what we should in our heads be getting paid for our Mm -hmm. work. So I, agree. I don't know. We've definitely seen like bigger opportunities come after saying no. And I feel like it's it's a recent thing too. It's like no matter what follower amount you have like 
we all are still experiencing the same thing. Like you literally just recently experienced a brand that you've worked with for months and months and months and months in a row. Mm -hmm. And then they asked for an extra deliverable, but didn't want to raise their rates, even though they were already lowballing you to begin with. So it's just so crazy. And and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just so empowering to be able to walk away from that and be like, this isn't serving me. This is not, you know, energetically aligned with my brand and my time. And so it's like you say no and you walk away and, you know, either they'll come back or they won't. But I mean, I just feel like it's a good feeling and you're helping the industry in the long run. So yeah, proud of you. it is helpful. <laughs> yeah, I did recently turn down a brand that and it's hard. I love, it is hard. Everyone yeah. loves. It's hard because it's like the clothes are so good usually, but if they don't respect you as a creator, it's just not worth it. Like if if you guys really can't raise your yeah. rate to align with the growth of my account, I just and the extra so deliverable. Rude, yeah, like so yeah. many things. <laughs> You got you have to like be kind to yourself and only accept opportunities that align with what you should be getting and I don't know it really really does help the entire industry as a whole because if I were to say continue saying yes to this brand like girls that are around my range or you know a little below or above like they're probably going to try to pitch on the same thing and then it's just like this ongoing cycle of brands thinking they can lowball you or the specific brand only paying like x amount because they have their list their roster of creators that are accepting a low freaking amount of money Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so I think if everyone can start saying no and like not accept these lowball offers all the brands will wake up and be like okay we actually need to allocate a lot more to our influencer budget and like we should be paying these creators what you know industry standard is whatever that is mm-hmm. don't even know if there is an industry standard but I feel like I feel like we're we getting better and we're like getting there yeah definitely but we've definitely um, both experienced saying no to something and getting something another opportunity that was like bigger and better and mm-hmm. I feel like once you experience that one time then you build confidence in yourself to say no yeah, more often for sure. so I feel like that comes with for practice sure. but a lot of times too, like you're, I feel like we talked about this before. I can't remember if it was Clubhouse or if it was like a really early episode where we talked about if you say no, then the brand could potentially come back at your actual rate if they really want to work yeah, with you. That's but true. if you keep saying yes and yes and yes, or same thing with like gifting and they're not going to pay you. It's like they know they can just take advantage of you. So they're never going to respect you as a creator. So being able to say no is very empowering because you mm-hmm. have the control. And then it's like if, you know, they do come back and they're like, hey, yeah, we can actually meet you at this rate. Then like, you know, you. That's amazing. That's the yes. best feeling. Because so, you stood your ground. You almost walked away. And then they came back with what you were asking for. Yeah. And I just think it obviously just feels good when it pays off and then you get another campaign and it's like you don't want to book your calendar with low paying camp like a lot of low paying campaigns. Obviously, the goal is to get fewer higher paying campaigns. Mm -hmm. So that way you're focusing on creating quality content and you're not stressed out with too many campaigns and you have to do all these things for like low offers you're not really happy with and then you regret taking the offer and then it's just a whole spiral so it's like if you can really get in the mindset of really taking what 
aligns with you and is mutually beneficial to you and the brand, then I think that's really helpful and it'll help your business and it obviously helps the industry overall. Yeah, I think that was pretty much everything with the little pitching refresh. Hope you guys really Um, enjoyed this. I feel like this was like a lot of good tips because it's been a minute since we've done a pitching one and I feel like it was so good for our 50th episode so yeah I think I I looked back in our last like big pitching one was literally like one of the first episodes I was gonna say I think it's like number two or three or something yeah very early so you can always go back and listen to that one too Mm -hmm. but let's do our last little segment that we started the listener of the week do you want to share who our listener of the week is yeah, so our listener of the week She's is a queen. Miss Jenny Rhodes. Her Instagram handle is at Jenny B. Rhodes. She's so cute, and we actually met her in, in real life in at person. Coachella for the first time. She's she told so us, sweet. She's so sweet. She told us that she listened to the podcast, and we really helped her like decide to go to Coachella. So that just gave us all the feels and we love to hear that stuff. So thank you, Jenny. You're the cutest. We appreciate you and love you, Jenny. Thank you so much. So yeah, we really appreciate you guys. And when you send us messages or, you know, DMs telling us how much you love the podcast or, you know, use the tips that we've shared to get a collaboration or shooting tips or whatever, like, seriously that makes our entire day so we really appreciate that so we just want to make sure we share some love with you guys on the podcast as well but i think that's it for this week thank you guys so much as always join our fun little facebook community called the influence community um we need to go through every time i I say that it reminds me to go through and gotta accept people we just on my to-do list yeah we are obviously very not selective but just like we don't want any weirdos or creepy people in there so we hand go through every single person so we are going to get to that if you haven't been let in yet but that's just a safe place to ask questions to meet up with people in your city or just kind of see what's going on so we'd love to have you guys join us there and yeah I think that's it is there anything else you want to add no I think that's it okay thank you guys for listening of course bye guys as always hope you you have an amazing week and we'll see you in our next episode bye guys bye thanks so much for listening we hope you guys love this episode don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every monday leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week Bye. bye